0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast. I am here with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita.
2: Hi, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. Excited to be here and very excited for our guest. I have not seen him in forever, so yes. we're happy to have him on. Bonnie, I'll hey. let you do the honors.
1: <laughs> we are so happy to have him on, and he's got big news. You guys are going to know him, and you're going to want to hear all about his exciting new daytime talk show, and so, welcome Karamo Brown.
0: Hey, Bonnie. Hey, honey. How y'all doing?
2: Good. Karamo, it's so good to see you. I've absolutely been loving the show, Bonnie and I. Um, it's are so good, good to
0: see you again. It's been too long, love.
2: Too long? Yeah. The last time I think I saw you was like Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the
0: Stars, I think it was. It's been way too long. Still no. gorgeous. Both of you look gorgeous. So,
2: way too long, but you
1: have been busy, and so you've got this incredible new show, Caramo. So, all your fans can find it because it it's is my busy. name. Like that. It's Listen, name. when they
0: when they call the show your name, it's like okay, it's a lot easier. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thankful because this was a childhood dream for me to be able to do this and to like know that. Like, I can get emotional sometimes thinking about it. Like, this is all I've ever wanted to do is help people. And now to have this opportunity to do it five days a week, I literally, it's it's really, it really feels really nice, you know? So anybody, just tune into Karama. You can go to karamashow.com <laughs> to learn more about it. It's always like a plug. Carl, well,
2: yeah. how did you come up with the concept of what kind of show you wanted to do? Like, this isn't just like a daytime talk show. Like, it's actually almost like a publicized, therapy session that you're out for. That's,
0: that's, that's, you know? that's the hope um yeah you know, so like I got the opportunity um because um you know some of the great talk show greats were retiring and you know I, they they were guest hosting people yeah. and I had one of the opportunity to sit in as one of those guest hosts and um the audience resonated and it was with, you know, Maury's old time slot in a sense. Uh um, I love Maury, you know, but we have two different styles, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm more so of someone who wants to do a little bit more resolution, more tools. And and the network was so supportive of saying, hey, if you're willing to talk to real people and help them, we're willing to like take you on. And so every single day, I just am enamored and amazed how people come and are vulnerable on my show. Because I think sometimes we look at people in their rawest moments, and we forget that if cameras were on us in our house when we're talking to our husbands or our wives, or sometimes we've had disagreement with our parents or our kids, that we would not we and our vulnerability. Sometimes we don't always make the right decisions or say the right thing. And for me, it's about saying like, "I see you. I see past. I see past the pain in this vulnerable moment. Here's <laughs> how you can be better." And it has been working. People have been, the, the ratings have been good. The viral clips have been good. I'm like, oh my gosh, people really want real advice to give them better lives. And I'm just very honored and very thankful.
1: Well, for those who haven't seen it yet. What kind of situations are you having? Like, what are people coming on the show to get help for? It sounds like it's very much about relationships, personal relationships.
0: Yeah. So I have had mothers and daughters on there. Like I had one the other day where this mother and daughter, it was generational trauma. You know, the mother grew up in a house where she didn't get the love she deserved. And then she ended up having a child at 16. And mm-hmm. then, so she's now a young mother who doesn't have the tools that she then has a child and they're fighting because that's what she learned and now she's you know 35 and she's mad at her mom and they're just not communicating and at the end of the day i give them tools i help them out and this was really big for me as well because these were two african american women who in the black community um we don't ever talk about generational trauma and Mm -hmm. i get these two women at the end of the episode to go to therapy i tell them i'll pay for their therapy and they were so begrudging at first they were like no and then they start crying and they're like yes I'll go to therapy and I'm like yes um and then there's other episodes where like this woman came out and you know she had a, a one of her best friends you know sort of was the uncle to her children who was talking about her body and was telling her that her body wasn't enough and I was like first of all no 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 first of all no man ever has a right to talk about you know some woman's body it's not a thing and then I was like Let's 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 have these conversations to, sh- to empower, to let people know that you are beautiful and that you're you're amazing no matter where you're on your journey. And these things I'm proud of because it's like showing people that you can be better. I had this one clip that um, this young girl. I'm sorry, I'm going out tangent. I'm sorry, I'm just really good. No, we want to um, hear about the show. <laughs> but there's this young girl that came on. She's like 24. She's in a long-term relationship with this guy, um, and literally, he's gaslighting her abusing her, cheating on her. And I'm like, I remember that girl. I remember that girl because I went to school with her. She was my girlfriend. And she didn't have the tools for anyone to tell her that she was worth more and that she deserved more. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, no, no, no. You're not leaving my show without knowing you deserve more. And so I give her the lesson, she gets it on stage. And then I'm walking back to go change for the next show. And I hear her backstage getting last gaslit again. I'm like, no, no, no remember what you deserve remember to practice this because you do and now I just did a follow up with her she left the guy she's like I'm going to go back to school she's like I realized that I actually deserve to get somebody who's not gonna lie to me and I'm like I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh she would have stayed in this relationship for another 10 years had more kids and I'm like she now realized that she actually can be better and that's what I'm excited about um, because I'm actually seeing the work, ha- the, the change happen. And I, I, you know, we're in only week four. Yeah. And so and I'm praying that we, you know, we get another season past one. I'm, I'm, I go day by day, but I, sometimes I do dream of like, what could it be in 10 years? You know, like I watched Oprah's first season and I'm like, where Oprah started, she wasn't, you know, where we know now. And I'm like, you know, God, I don't know what you have planned, but I'm going to keep just helping and being honest and, you know, being my best. Anyway, that's it.
2: What I love about Sorry, the- I'm excited, no, it's I, and I love I like know all the clips that you're referring to in the people oh, yeah. you know. And what I love about what you do on this show is that you don't necessarily like like talk at people or like you're not like a mediator. You're like you, there's clearly always somebody who doesn't see their value and like you help them see it in oh, that weird. moment. And so, like, I think that that's really important instead of like, just talking at them like you're actually giving them the tools for the everlasting change
0: you're super sweet I appreciate that because that's my my hope that's really just my goal you know like on queer eye that's all we know how to do is like make sure people feel like we see them and hear them and I was like I was like who I am on queer eye is who I am every day and so I'm like can right. we bring that how can we bring that to this show and um, I, I I'm just hoping you know I'm, it's, it's working it's resonating. But I just, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to grow even more because I, I just think right now, like all of us, if any one of us can think about someone in our lives right now that we're going through, I know you can, where it's like maybe it could be a mother or sister that just doesn't get you. and just doesn't give you the love that you deserve. And it's like, sometimes we can help to figure out how to mediate that. And sometimes it's like, that's not going to change. So let me empower you. Let, yeah, let you know that you're, you can be better than this. And, um, yeah,
1: Yeah, when you were on, when, I mean, on Queer Eye, it's very much about, uh, a a lot of people not understanding their own self-worth and you guys literally changing their lives. And so I guess is, is that where you really felt that you learned how to do this and how important it is and what a difference that you yes,
0: see. oh my gosh, those four yahoos I work with, they're my guardian angels because they literally, we, I think we all support each other in realizing that we all have a strength within us to like really actually do some good. And so now that we've all kind of branched off, we still want to keep doing Queer Eye, but we're, we're branching off to other things. We're like, we can continue this message. Um, because what I know to be true is that at the end of the day, whatever relationship or conflicts we're having in our lives, it comes always back to how are we responding to ourselves? How are we thinking about ourselves? How are we feeling about ourselves? Because like when someone is screaming at you, if you don't if you don't feel like confident enough to walk away, that's a self-esteem issue. Right. If you're allowing someone to continue to treat you bad, to cheat on you, to talk to you a certain way, those are issues that all begin with you. And so for me, it's like Queer Eye taught me to realize like, if people learn how to love themselves, if people learn how to respect themselves, and if people know more so have the language to identify what's going on and to be able to use that language to be better, then that's where the change. It's like that young girl I talked about. She, and she I asked her directly, I was like, Do you know what you deserve? And she's like, No. And I'm <laughs> like, Of course you don't. You're 24 years old. No one's ever told you, you know, you're probably in a life where everyone's told you who you're supposed to be and what life is supposed to be like. No one's ever told you as a young woman that you deserve the world. You definitely don't deserve a man that's gonna treat you crappy. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, once you get that language, you can then apply it to say, you know what? And I wish somebody would've gave me the language girlfriend when I was younger, like literally. Some of the things that I've been through with some of the guys I dated. I'm like, if someone could have just told me like, once he lies to you once, if he doesn't show through actions, it's gonna be better. It's okay to leave right then and there. Like you don't have to give three chances because you're trying to show you're a nice person or you don't want to give up. Or I'm just like, I don't know. And so it's nice now that I have a platform that I can teach people.
2: Yeah. Well, I I had a friend this morning say that like people aren't born CEOs. Like, you know, Bonnie didn't come out of the womb being like, I'm going to run a company one day. Like that is learned and taught. And like confidence is something you are taught to believe in yourself over time. So
0: for yeah. you know, I- lack
2: or of
1: confidence
0: or yeah. lack,
2: a hundred percent. Yeah. A lack,
0: yeah, lack of it. And that's what most of the time I'm seeing. And this is not just the guests on my show. This mm-hmm. is just in general. I have people come up to me and you know, the rest of the, you know, all of us in the fat five and they're just like, I, most of the time people are taught not to be their greatest selves. That's I mean, we right. already know how this society t- treats women. We already know, you know, it's like, it's like, do this, don't do that. And then if you get pushed back from a woman saying, no, I deserve more, I'm gonna be better. We see that every single day. And it's like, society tells us it teaches us, people of color, LGBT people, like, you don't get to be more, you don't get to be enough. You don't get, you, and it's like, we end up then having to fight and fight right. while still trying to find joy and still trying to love. And it's like, I just wish that we could get more of those skills and tools early on. And when I used to be younger, I used to run home, watch daytime TV. I would tape over my, you know, family, my mother's soap operas. I'm giving my age now. She would watch all my children. And I would <laughs> tape over with like, you know, with, um, with, you know, Phil Donahue or like, you know, Sally, Justin Raphael. Because it, when I would watch those shows, it made me not feel alone. It made me feel like I could be better. And I, I, I tell this story. I've told this story before. If you don't mind me sharing. Claire. I remember my father, he had a problem with addiction. But it was only our family secret. No one else knew that he was drinking every night he wasn't paying the bills and it killed me as a little kid that I first of all was told that I had to keep the secret Mm. and I it just was like why am I being pressured to keep a secret that I shouldn't why, why are you putting this on me as a kid but then secondly financially we had to we got evicted one time out of the house we were living in and because we were renting the house and um I remember us having to sneak out in the middle of the night wow. because we couldn't see the people, you know, in the daytime, you know, that we know that cause they would want their money. And I remember the next day I put the tape in to the holiday. And this is like, I'm aging myself. And the episode was about like addiction and the, there was a a mother on there that was like, and we just got evicted. I swear to God, she was the first time that I thought I saw, realized that we were the only people that got evicted. I really thought up until that point Mm -hmm. that it was just us and that we were being punished. Mm -hmm. And I remember showing my mom that tape that she can tell you about this to this day. And she was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be hiding your father's addiction. Maybe I shouldn't be covering up for him. And that's what started sort of the journey of their divorce. Mm. And she finally realized I don't need to hide your bad traits anymore and so I'm always like if someone can just watch my show and know that that what happened to me that it could happen for them I'm like mission accomplished and yeah that we that's show with
1: so important it's so important for people like for you to show people they're not alone yeah. with the issues that they're facing and that they don't deserve yeah. to they don't Amen. deserve it. They didn't bring it on themselves, Amen. but that you can find ways out. Now you said you're pay. you offered to pay for therapy. How many people are you paying for therapy now?
0: Oh my gosh. So let me tell you something. I know we haven't had a meeting yet, but I'm almost sure that there is a corporate meeting coming because of this so now. I already know a corporate meeting is coming because the thing was is like I have maybe 45 minutes with someone, you know, or you know, like you know, three, three seven minute segments. And I'm like, on Queer Eye, I have four days. Like, I get to come back, I'm driving to their house, they're getting their hair done, I'm in the other room, you know, talking to them. Like, we have enough time that I can really do the work. I can talk about the past traumas. Here I'm like, and I, so, and for me, the responsibility is like, if I don't feel like I could fully give you what I needed to address, then you have to have more. And so I've been doing it a lot. I think I've been giving them <laughs> therapy now. I think like what do you say like 20 times? You're times.
1: only a month in. Only a
0: month in. I mean, don't get me wrong, like we do I do like eight shows a day because we, we have a lot to fill. So it actually a comparison is maybe a little smaller because we do a lot, you know what I mean? But but at the end of the day, I'm constantly like, and I'm paying for therapy for you. And the network's like, okay, we support it, but um <laughs> uh <laughs> um but, but I, I just appreciate that they're supportive they're really supportive about it because they're just like okay you're not just offering it's not like i'm offering them trips to Tahiti, you know right. <laughs> i'm just like let's let's get you a therapist you know and therapist. so I'm
2: yeah sure. i'm hoping like
0: by season two if we get one you know that like some you know better help or something will be like we're a sponsor now you know yeah. so.
2: Or you can have like an in-house therapist that you You just send them right to from.
0: Yeah, we actually do. His name is Mike and he's amazing. But but the problem is, is again, the same thing that happened with me is that I finished a guest and then they go backstage with him. And then by the time he's talking to them, the next one's out and he's like, oh, I got to go. So I
2: go, right, right. Two quick turns.
0: Planning for your next trip? over yeah
1: Ramo, how have you applied these lessons like as a parent in your own life you've got two sons right yeah, like, I do. and how did you I mean you grew up with a, a traumatic situation mm-hmm. how did you uh use your learnings to parent
0: well I can tell you this because of my traumatic situations I started off very strict and um like I was a really strict parent because I was like no 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 and then I realized that wasn't I realized very quickly, like going back to myself and not like using, not having my traumatic childhood inform me as an adult is that I was like, no, I I need to communicate with you more. We need to have more conversations. We need to like talk about what do you want? What are you feeling? Because I realized like a lot of times as adults, we forget that these are young human beings who need to set their own boundaries, who need to have a say in their own lives. And if we don't establish that from childhood, you get, you turn them into adults who feel like, They have to go with someone else you know i just had this conversation with one of my best friends who has sorry my eyes are itching um one of my best friends he has a little girl and i'm the godparent and i love and so they had some family members that came over the house the little girl had never met um the god the family that came over and he was saying go hug your your aunt go hug your cousin and the little girl was literally wrapped around his leg and then wrapped to my leg and was like no and he was like no this is family and I stopped and I was like look what you're doing you're already telling her that her boundaries and her nose don't matter and he looked at me and he was like no I'm just saying talk to your family and I was like no you're not you're telling this little girl that her nose and her boundaries don't matter if she doesn't want to hug someone just because you're familiar with them listen to her she's a human being that's telling you through communication and also through a physical action of grabbing your leg, I don't want this. And I said, and so for me as a parent, I started to learn that after I kind of got out of my traumatic way of being like, listen to these young adults. They're young, they're kids, and of course, we're gonna guide them, and of course, we're gonna, we're gonna tell them what's right and wrong. But when a kid says no or sets a boundary, have a conversation with them, respect them, because that's the only way you get them to become an adult where they're like, they now got a man that's stepping on their boundaries like I did. You know what I mean? Because it's like, no. you know what I mean? Like, it's like those type of things. And so, yeah, those are ways I learned with parenting.
2: Wow. How did you figure out for yourself that this was like your calling? I mean, was it that moment with your mom after you guys got evicted that you were like, this, I can make a difference in this I'd way? Gone, or
0: I'd be gone honest with you. It wasn't until season three where I, Wow. I, I had always been doing this. Like, I was a peer counselor, you know, I worked in social services. Like, it's always been, the, it's always been what I've done, but I think I just, it just, you just, you're doing something, and you're not, you're not realizing, like, this is part of your purpose here, and it wasn't until season three, or three, Aquari um when I kind of hit my stride, um, because I think before then, the network did, I was the first, you know, the culture expert who was before gave away tickets, because he lived in, the, he worked in the arts, and yeah. so it was like, by the time season two came out and people were like resonating with what i was doing and they were like and then they changed the slogan to i'm not crying you're crying and i was the one that was sort of like the the you know the one who sort of brought the tears right like oh i guess i guess this is i guess this is something i'm supposed to be doing yeah. and so i i say that to say like I wish I could be like, oh, I knew my entire life. I just, like, yeah. and <laughs> I was Fabulous. And I just knew. I didn't know. And I think part of that is because um, I had self-doubt. And I didn't know like, I didn't know that it was okay to help myself and, and want good things for me while also wanting good things for others. So I think that I kind of like dismissed myself in a sense and said, like, oh, you're just doing this. And then I, you know I still and then I don't say this from the ego or anything, but like now I realize it's okay to like be proud of me and know that I'm in my stride, know that I'm helping and I'm in my purpose, and while also helping others. But it took a while, and so I I tell people out there be patient with yourself. Greatest gift we can give be patient with.
2: Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
1: That's fairly really good advice. You know, you've been um, you know, very much. About helping people in a larger sense, like as an activist, and in the LGBTQ community, is there is there something you, that you feel very strongly about right now with the current situation?
0: Yeah, I think. I think oh my God, there's so much. Right? <laughs> I'm like seriously, and, and that that that's the part of like where I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't know. Our world, I guess, it's always been like this. I mean, I I see the brighter side that things are getting better, but like, yeah, I think we're in a place where like, I I see how, you know, trans community is getting attacked. I think one of the biggest things for me is when, if I can be really real with you, um, it's it's not so much like just a cause or, you know, a community, but I think it's just kids, you know, I'm big on kids. And what kills me the most is like as adults, when we allow our political views to affect children I think that's when we lost our way as a society and so when I see things like constant you know school, school shootings and you know my my high school was one of those you know Marjorie that's Sommet right Parkland my, in yeah, my high school I, I remember the day it happened on February 14th because it was vivid because I was about to drop my kids off at school and watching my high school you know be shot up yes. and it was like and the fact that like we're still dealing with it get to me because I'm like okay as adults we don't have the language we're tearing each other apart I don't I don't like it but we're adults but when it comes to kids and I'm like you know like I work when I work in social services I work with trans youth most trans youth are just worried about the same thing all of us are worried about. Like, will someone like me? Will someone talk to me? Will, do I look nice today? They're not, they don't have any political agenda. You know what I mean? And so sometimes when I see adults putting political agenda on kids, I'm like, I'm like, this little kid doesn't know about your political agenda. They just want to play with their friends on a, in a sport team. You know, they just want to cheer. They just want to do whatever. They don't have any idea. And I say that from working with kids. They have no idea, even at sometimes seventeen, they're still like, "Why are you mad?" Like, what did I do?" Mm-hmm. And so it kills me that, like as adults, we're not we're we're not putting our kids first. And I, we've heard Michelle Obama say it, we heard Nancy Reagan say it. we've heard everybody else say it. It's like, this is why I think that our next president needs to be a woman because I, we've been hearing women say it forever. Um, because they're better than us men. And I say that not to be a traitor to my sex, but I believe it because I was raised by my mom and four older sisters. And um, I think that empathy would change in this country if we had different leadership. That's just my opinion.
2: I love that. Ugh, I love that. We love, love that you. too. <laughs> um, and I know that you have to run. So we are going to say our goodbyes, but- oh, is that 20 minutes? I know, I know. Oh, wow. Y'all are
0: amazing.
2: But when you guys have a season two, which is going to be shortly, I know, definitely uh, you will be back. <laughs> yeah. um, and we are just so excited for you, Karama. Thank you so much for joining us. If and- you
0: are ever Thank in you. New York, please let me take you out to dinner and then come to the we show. We are in
2: New York. We're both you're in New York? Yes. Yeah. We're yeah, both in New, New York.
0: York. I thought you were in L.A. <laughs>
2: uh
0: uh-uh. did you move? Were you not, when we did dancing, I thought you were in L.A.?
2: New York, baby! Oh my
0: gosh! So let's let's figure it out. I'm gonna get Pete to give some stuff, and like, let's go to dinner, and then like, we come to the show, we'll hang out. Like, you don't gotta sit in the audience. Just come hang. Oh,
1: we would love. Well, we would love. We would both love. Yes, both. Yes, of, both, both yes, yes.
0: Both of you. This is a both invite, Bonnie. Yeah, both of you.
1: Yes, we would <laughs> love you. that. Thank oh you so. Well, much. Thank you so much, and congratulations! And yes, we are sure there'll be a season two. And a and a regular therapist for you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I appreciate that. Amazing. Okay, well, we will definitely care. be in touch.
1: Okay. Talk to you soon. All right.
2: Bye, guys. Bye. you.